if the foundation of a marriage, if the foundation of any career or any endeavor that any of us is involved in, if the foundations of the world are destroyed, even the righteous can do nothing. So, foundations are very critical. And as we look at what our world is going through, it looks as if the foundations have been shaking. It looks as if many, many things have gone on in our world that have destroyed the foundations of righteousness, the foundations of the fear of God, the foundations of truth, of faith, and of justice. And therefore, if these foundations are destroyed, then as you see our world going through moments of difficulty, there's nothing that can be done unless we go back to lay the foundation. I would like to examine this topic by going through one or two scriptures uh, just to be sure of the what kind of foundation that God has himself prescribed that every endeavor or every human activity or every human pursuit has to be laid or has to be built upon that foundation. Otherwise, there's no hope of that endeavor surviving the test of time. If you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 in the New Testament, Paul was talking about this very foundation that God himself has prescribed. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, Paul said, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Paul himself, as an apostle of the Lord, having himself tried to live a life without Christ, as a learned man, a man of high standing in society, very educated, a scholarly man, a man who was very religious and was pursuing his own religious agenda. He had done many things only to realize when he later had an encounter with Jesus on the way to Damascus. And he was therefore writing to us when God called him into the ministry. He says that according to the grace of God which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another build upon it. But let every man take heed how he build thereupon. Paul is saying that he has laid the foundation as a good architect, a good master builder. Every architect, everyone that builds a house, everyone that builds a bridge, everyone that puts up a project that is going to last, they know how important foundations are. And therefore, Paul is saying that I have laid a very solid foundation and somebody needs to build on that foundation. And let everybody be careful how we build upon that foundation. I don't know how, as a Christian, upon which foundation you have been building your life, your career, your marriage, your future. I don't know whether 
you are building your life, trusting in your own strength, in your education, in your wisdom, in your, in your wealth and possessions, or I don't know whether you are building as Jesus Christ being your sure, solid foundation. So Paul said, for other foundation can no man lay. There's no other foundation that anybody can build his life upon. There's no other foundation than this world can, can sustain itself upon. If we neglect the foundation that God has laid, whatever society we are living in, whether we're in Europe, or whether it's America, or whether it's Asia, or Africa, or in Ghana, if Jesus Christ is not the foundation, if Christ is neglected as a Christian, as a believer, as a human being, in whatever endeavor you are pursuing as a young man, as a young woman, if you set aside Jesus Christ, then Paul is saying, the word of God says that there's no other foundation. There's no other foundation that any man can lay except Jesus Christ. If you go to Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah prophesied many years ago and he also talked about this foundation. And I want you to turn to Isaiah chapter 28. I'll read from verse 14. It says, Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord, ye scornful men, that rule this people which is in Jerusalem. Because you have said, We have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overwhelming scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us. For we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, he that believeth shall not make haste. The prophet is already speaking in a moment in Israel where people had put their trust in other things and not in Jesus Christ. In that moment, you can see this situation here that people have said, the prophet said, Ye scornful men that rule these people which is in Jerusalem. These are the days where the rulers of the world, the kings and the people in authority, they have set aside Jesus Christ. They have set aside God and His Son. And they said they can build nations by philosophy. There are all sorts of theories and philosophies that have come into our world that people say that this word was not created by God. It, was an, it, it came by an evolution. This word is just a big bang. Something just happened. People have set aside God's law when God said that I created man in my own image and likeness. And God said it is not good for man to be alone. I will make for him a helper suitable for him. In the beginning God created man and a woman. And then by God's own design, marriage is between a man and a woman. In this world, people have said that you can be gay, you can be lesbian. People have brought their own devices as if they created the world and they created themselves. Men have become scornful. Men have become arrogant. These are the days where there's no respect for God. 
there's no fear of God. People themselves have decided that they will live as if there's no God in the world. Actually, people don't believe there is God. They are atheists. There are people who have set up temples for the devil, and they call it satanic temples. All sorts of men are believing in many things. People have put their trust in men. People have put their trust in their wealth and in their possession, in their money, as if he's able to save. Men have put their trust in their intelligence and in the wisdom of men, in their scholarly learning and education, because they are professors, because they think they are wise. Men have put them, their, their trust in their beauty. Many women, because they think they are beautiful, because they think they, think they are nice. Many men, young men, because they think they are intelligent, because they think they are popular. Men have put themselves in a situation where God is not regarded at all. And therefore they have become scornful. People can defy God and do all sorts of things. But here we are. The word of God says, ye scornful men, ye rulers of the people, who said that we have made a covenant with death. And we have made a covenant and an agreement with hell. What these men are saying that they have already decided to, 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 as if to challenge God. As if, you know, like in the days of, of, of Sodom and Gomorrah, men decide to just live in sinful misbehavior. Men were just gay, lesbians, sexual immorality has covered the whole land. As if there was no God. God, in the days of Noah, men began to be evil. Until God himself said, you know, the world was so wicked and every imagination of the thought of man was continuously evil. And God brought his word to Noah to go and prepare an ark and to go and warn the people. As Noah was preaching righteousness, people were laughing at him. People were, they were scorning at him. People thought, they thought he was crazy. Until the day when the flood began to be released in heaven and it covered the whole earth and men perished. And the word of God says that these people in our world today, as it was in those days in Israel, there are men that have said whether hell exists or not, whether heaven exists or not, whether God exists or not, let him do his worst. Let him go to hell. We don't care about him. We will still live our lives the way it pleases us. These people said, actually, they said they have made an agreement with death that they don't care to die. Actually, death is afraid of them. People have gone for all sorts of juju, all sorts of incantations, all sorts of sorcery, all sorts of magic powers, and they think that they can live, and they are not afraid to die. Men have already decided to become gods themselves. These people said, we have even made agreement with hell. We are not even afraid of hell. Whether hell exists or not, whether the Bible says all immoral people will go to hell, we will still commit immorality. Whether the Bible says all wicked men will perish, we don't care to perish, we will still be wicked. Men have decided that they will embark on the project that God himself has seen the end of that project, that this thing will be a disaster. Some men in the days of Babel, they began to build all the way until they reached heaven. God looked at them and said, these are scornful men. The men said, we want to make a name for ourselves. And they were at that project and God said, let us go and look at what these people are doing. Let's scatter it. When God just arose and rose his hand, everything just came down because there was not a foundation and the foundation was not on Christ. It was not on truth. It was not on righteousness. It was not built on the principles of the word of God. Therefore, it collapsed. 
We have seen many nations begin to collapse. We have seen economies begin to collapse. No matter how we thought these economies are strong, sometimes just a financial crisis, sometimes just a global food crisis, the price of food is going up. Sometime in 2007, 2008, 2009, we saw the economies crash. Sometime we saw the housing market in UK, in Europe, begin to crash. Recently, we saw the global financial crisis. It caused much disaster. Now we have seen here, here we are with coronavirus. We have seen SARS, we have seen Ebola. It seems to tell us that if we neglect God's principles, there's no hope. No matter how strong a nation is, that nation, if it is not built on righteousness, if it's not built on Christ Jesus, the solid rock, it will surely be without any proper foundation and it will collapse. So it is for us as Christians, if we don't live our lives according to the principles of the word of God, if we don't walk with God in the light of his word, we will surely make a shipwreck of our, of our faith. If we don't walk according to God's word, it doesn't matter that you are religious, it doesn't matter you go to church every Sunday, are you living by the word of God? Is Christ Jesus your foundation? Or are you trusting in yourself? Are you trusting in your ministry? Are you trusting in your service? Are you trusting because you pay your tithe? Or because you think God must just forgive you? But here we are. The Bible is saying, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation stone, a tried stone, a precious stone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Other translations say, He that believeth shall not be put to shame. He that believeth shall not be confounded. God says, or despite the boasting that people are boasting in this world, God says, I have laid a foundation. I've laid a sure foundation. It's a precious foundation. And that foundation the Bible is saying that anyone that believes shall not be put to shame. If you go to First Peter, First Peter, the Apostle Peter was trying to throw more light on what the prophet Isaiah was saying. In First Peter chapter 2, from verse 4, the Apostle Peter is not only Paul that was talking about foundation. Peter is saying that to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore, also, it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you therefore which believe is precious, but unto them which disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But ye, ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, 
which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from flesh and lust, which war against your soul. Praise the Lord. I want us to examine this scripture a bit. What Peter is saying, that God as a stone, God himself as a foundation, and God's foundation is precious. It is the foundation that has been disallowed by men. Men, kings and authorities, president, authorities in the world, in many, many, many nations, they have disallowed this foundation. They say the name of Jesus must not be mentioned. They say nobody should, should preach in Jesus' name. There are many places they are passing laws that are contrary to the faith. There are many people that have raging whenever you mention the name of Jesus Christ. In many countries now, if you preach Christ, you will be, you will be, you will be put to jail. Recently, somebody will be fired even in the office if you try to mention the name of Christ. People are forcing the law of unrighteousness to overrun righteousness. People are now saying because of human rights, you dare not even talk about gay and homosexuality. Many people have lost their jobs. People have gone to prison. People are facing serious persecution just because they are Christians. Just because they mention the name of Christ. Men have disallowed this stone. They have disallowed this foundation. When you mention that you want to build a cathedral for Jesus, you want to do anything about the church, when you are talking about Jesus, men said, no, we don't want to hear about that man. We don't want to hear about that name. It is not today. It has been going on for years. It has been going on for years. But anytime people disallow God's foundation, we saw that the end was disaster. Now we are seeing that the prophet, that the, the, the apostle is saying that God has a sure foundation. This foundation is Jesus Christ. Even though men have disallowed him, even though men have rejected him, even though men don't regard him, he is still God's chosen foundation. And is precious. And God is saying that we who have believed in Jesus, we also are lively stones. We are being built onto a spiritual house. The church of God is not like any other organization. The church is a call of people from the world, from darkness. Sinners that have been called to be mixed saints that are being built onto a spiritual house. And it says that as we build this, this church of God, into a spiritual house to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. And therefore the Bible says, Wherefore, it is contained in the scripture. God says, I lay a chief cornerstone and is an elect precious stone. Anyone that believes on him shall not be confounded. Praise the Lord. Brethren, even in the midst of all this fear, anyone that puts his trust in Jesus, he will not be confounded. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will never die. Even if he dies, yet he is alive. Those of us that have come to put our trust in Jesus, we are not afraid of coronavirus, we are not afraid of Ebola, we are not afraid of anything, because we serve the resurrection and the life. Anyone that has Christ has life. He who has not got Christ has no life. If you put your trust in Jesus, my brother, my sister, you must not be put to shame. You must not make haste. You must not be afraid. Once others are being afraid and their people cannot move and people are terrified and there are all sorts of fear mongering and people are shaking, 
the believer who has put his faith in Jesus Christ, who has built his life, who has put his faith on this sure foundation, I hear God saying, you shall not make haste. You shall not be fear. For we have not received the spirit of fear. We have received the spirit of what? Of, of not of timidity. But we have put our faith in Jesus. And therefore, those of us who have put our faith in Jesus, we are confident. We are confident because we can approach God by this new and living way that God has created by the blood of Jesus. And we can go confidently to appear before him without shame. Because we know that he is the resurrection and the life. And all who put their trust in him, they shall never die. Even if they die physically from this body, they are still alive in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 8 is saying that, And this stone is a stone of stumbling, and is a rock of offense, even to them that stumble at the word, being disobedient. All those who will not put their trust in Jesus, all those disobedient, whatever they are, no matter their background, no matter their social standing, no matter their education, no matter their wealth, all those who are disobedient to the word of God, they will stumble. They will be confounded. They will be put to shame. Those people who are not putting their trust in Jesus, this rock, Jesus, is an offense to them. This rock is a stone of stumbling. They will certainly stumble. Praise the Lord. And the Bible is saying, we were in tempest, not a people. We were in darkness. We were lost. But now God has chosen us as a special generation, a royal priesthood. We are a holy and a peculiar people. Therefore, we should show forth the praises of him who had called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. This is the reason why the Christian must rejoice. This is the reason why the Christian, whatever the situation, all things work together for good for him. This is the reason why the joy of the Lord is our strength. This is the reason why the name of the Lord is a strong tower for us. And as we run into the righteous, we shall be saved. This is the reason why for us, it doesn't matter the situation. We are confident and we are always joyful because we know that we have Jesus Christ as our strong and our uncle. And as we put our trust in him, we will never be put to shame. Therefore, my warning to you, as the apostle says, is that, dearly beloved, verse 11, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. My brother and my sister, you cannot relate with this precious stone. You cannot call the name of Jesus Christ in vain. For this stone to be a sure, solid foundation for you and for you not to be put to shame, no matter what our world is going through today, it's not just those that call the name of the Lord, the Lord in faith. The Bible says, not all who call the name of the Lord, the Lord, that shall be saved. It's not all those that call the name of the Lord, the Lord, that are actually the true children of God, but those who do his commandment. In that day, the Lord said, many will call and said, we did that in your name, we did that in your name, we worship, we raise the dead, we prophesy, and you will say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, I never knew you. How are you living your life? How are you conducting your affairs here on this earth? Are you living a pure, holy life? The Bible says, dearly beloved, because our world is going through a difficult moment, there are only two groups of people in the world. Those that have scorned the name of Jesus. Those that have, have, have made mockery of the name of Jesus. Those who will not put their trust in Jesus. They are on one side. They are the goat. 
and the Bible has said they will stumble, there will be a shaking, they, 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 they will be put to shame, they will perish. All who will not put their trust in him, they shall perish. But the other side of the people are those that have put their trust in him. They have believed him. They have become born again. They are in the church. They are being sanctified. They are obeying the word of God. They are walking in the light of the word of God. Those people, the word of God said, they will never be put to shame. They will never be confounded. My brother, the word of God said, Dearly beloved, I beseech you, I beg you, as a stranger and a pilgrim, this world is not our home. We are strangers and pilgrims here. We are passing through here. No matter what goes on in this world, we are on a journey. We are just pilgrims. We have a home in heaven. God said that he's prepared a place for us. Jesus told his disciples, I am going to prepare a place for you and I will come for you so that where I am, there my servants will be. And because this is not our permanent home, we are supposed to conduct ourselves as such. As strangers and pilgrims, we must abstain from every fleshly lust. Abstain from sin. Abstain from every misbehavior, every lust, and every sin that wars against our soul. Anytime we are, we are joking with sin, we are jeopardizing our future. We are jeopardizing our destiny. Sin is a war against your soul. And therefore, I want to as associate with the apostle this evening. My dearly beloved, my dearly friend, my brother and my sister, I beseech you also, as a stranger in a program, abstain from fresh last, which wars against your soul. Praise the Lord. I would like to bring the message to an end with maybe one, one more illustration uh, from the scriptures. How the Jesus himself in his own words in John chapter, chapter 3 was talking about this sure precious stone. In John chapter 3, when Jesus had an encounter with Nicodemus, very interesting revelations came. I don't have time to read the whole story, but if you look at verse 14, going, Jesus said, And as Moses lifted up the serpent, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned but he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. That light is come into the world. And men loved darkness rather than light. Because their deeds were evil. Praise the Lord. Jesus is speaking here. That as Moses lifted up the serpent. In those days. On the journey that Israel was embarking on from Egypt to the promised land they came to a situation where they could no more put their trust in God. They came to a situation where they began to argue and quarrel with God. Where they lost their faith and they no more believed in God. Where they began to murmur and they were complaining terribly. And therefore, God was angry. And God released serpents from the bush 
and they began to be biting these people and people were dying. As it is happening today, where we are seeing coronavirus bringing the whole economies of the world on their feet, already thousands are dying. Already many, many, many people are infected and there is fear everywhere. The people now began to cry. The people began to beg God. They began to tell Moses, the man of God, please beg God for us. Ask God to have mercy upon us. How I pray that even in this situation, instead of turning to science, we will turn to God. We will be on our knees begging God to have mercy on our world. To have mercy on this generation that we will not perish. As these people tried, they, they tried to kill the snakes, they tried to do anything, they were dying. And therefore, as they cried, Moses went to intercede on their behalf. Moses was begging, oh God, have mercy on the people. The people have sinned. The people have neglected your law. The people themselves have spent your commandment and they had no regard to your word. And therefore now they have repented and they are begging, have mercy. Then God, God did something as prophetic to show what was going to happen later on. He told his servant Moses, you must raise up a serpent of bronze and tell the people that anyone that will look unto that serpent, he will not perish. Anyone who will put his faith in the Son of God, the man of Calvary, Jesus that is crucified, he will never perish. And as the serpent was still biting people, anyone that did not put his face in Jesus, anyone that did not look at that serpent that is lifted up, they died. All those who had faith to look at what looks like, it looks like it's very useless, it's unreasonable, it appears nonsensical. That when snake is biting somebody, you think the solution is to go to, go to a doctor. The solution is to quickly rush to the pharmacy. And therefore, any idea that if a snake is biting somebody, the solution is to look up onto a, a serpent of bronze, it didn't make sense. People didn't believe and many died that day. But those who mobilize faith and say, well, let's listen to God. God is not a liar. God cannot lie. If God said this is the solution and we must look up and focus our eyes and put our faith in this serpent that is lifted up, we will be saved. Then men looked, and those who looked, they did not die. Therefore, the same Jesus is saying, how can any man be saved in such a situation? How can any man be saved in this world? Can he put his trust in Mamuata? Can he put his trust in education? Can he put his trust in science? Can he put his trust in his government, in, in technology? What will save man? Is it Buddha? Is it Muhammad? Can people put their trust in anything and they will be saved? No. Jesus said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up, so that anyone who believes in him, he shall not perish. This is God's solution to our world today. Whether it's in America or in Europe or in Ghana, anyone that will not look unto Jesus and the finished work at Calvary to put his trust in him, he will surely perish. And therefore I see Jesus saying that I, if I am lifted up, if I am lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. And Jesus has been lifted up. 2,000 years ago, they crucified him. They hung him on the tree. And they killed him. And he sacrificed himself. And he shed his blood for the salvation of mankind. And Jesus said that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have eternal life. My brother, my sister, if you will put your trust in Jesus, even in these difficult times, you will surely not perish. You will have eternal life. For God so loved our world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into this world to condemn the world. 
despite the sins of this world. God did not bring Jesus to condemn the world. It is not the desire and the interest of God to condemn this world. It's not, God has no pleasure of the death of the sinner. When a sinner man dies, it does not please God because he goes to hell. And Jesus has paid the price already for his salvation. God brought Jesus not to condemn the world, but that through him, this world will be saved. My brothers and my sisters, if we can look unto Jesus, this world will be saved. Because that is God's own foundation that he has laid, that by which the world will be saved. For God has sent Jesus into the world, that this world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him will not be condemned. Praise the Lord. Anyone that believes in Jesus will not be condemned. But he that believeth not is what? Is condemned already. Abba. Anyone that will not believe in Jesus, anyone who will not put his trust in Jesus, the Bible says is already condemned. No matter his education, no matter his wealth, no matter whatever he can boast about, he is already condemned. But he that believes is not condemned because he has not the one who is condemned because he has not believed in the Son, the begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world. And yet men love darkness rather than light. It's unfortunate that even though light has come into the world, men love darkness rather than light. I would like to conclude but uh, what the Apostle Peter said uh, in Acts chapter 4. He still spoke about this foundation. When they healed the man and a miracle, a great miracle took place. A man that was born uh, incapacitated. That man had been a beggar for many, many years. And his solution, he found a solution. And when he found the solution, these people came to confront Peter the Apostle. And they were asking, by which name that this man was healed? How did you do such a great miracle? Haven't we warned you not to preach in the name of Jesus Christ again? And in Acts chapter 4, when they brought the apostles before the, the authorities, the rulers and the kings of that time, who said that we will not have this man to rule over us. We will not allow this Jesus to rule over us. We will not accept him here. Down, Peter said, in, in, in verse 8, Peter filled the Holy Ghost. He said unto them, you rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are being examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he was made whole, Verse 10, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him, this man, stand here before you whole. And this is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Praise the Lord. The apostle was telling the rulers of the people, let the rulers of the world listen. Let the rulers of this world listen that Jesus Christ is the only name given unto men here on the earth by which men will be saved. There is no other name. There's no other foundation by which we can build our lives. 
as I bring my sermon to a close, I want you to know, my brother, my sister, that this word will never return to its origin again. What our word is going through, you know, according to the prophetic word of God, things are going to get bad and bad and bad as we prepare for the coming of the Lord. This word is getting to its close already. Nobody knows when it will happen. Even Jesus himself doesn't know. Only the Father knows the secret. But as all the signs are showing, things are getting to a close. Where have you put your faith? Where is your hope? Where is your foundation? On what are you building your life and your future? I want to assure you that these are times of reflection. These are times to draw nearer to God and draw closer to God. In case you have put your faith in something else, in case you have put your trust in something else, in case all, all your hope is being built on something, I hear the, a man of God saying that let's put our hope in Jesus. He is the only hope for the future. And if your hope is not in him, and you put your hope in anything else, it will fail. As I want to end here, you remember the story that happened in, uh, I think it's, it's recorded in Mark. One of the days, you know, the, 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 the disciples of Jesus were traveling. They were in the, in the boat and they faced the storms of life. The storms came and as the storms were beating over the ship, they were about to perish. Jesus was in the ship and he was asleep. And the people cried. And I see that the crowd that many people are crying. Say, don't you care that we perish? Many people are praising God. Don't you care that the world is perishing? And Jesus rose up. And he rebuked the storm. He said, peace, be still. And he asked them, you men of little faith, why did you doubt? Why don't you have faith? My brother, my sister, no matter what the world is going through, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Put your faith in Jesus. He is the one that speaks peace. And there will be peace. As we are trusting that he will answer our prayer. In every situation that you will be confronted with. Put your faith in God. Trust in Jesus. He is the name that, that is above every other name. When he says peace in any matter. There shall be peace. He himself is the one that has said. Anyone who hears my word. And doeth them. I liken him unto a wise man. Anyone who hears my word and does not do it is like a foolish man. A foolish man that builds his house on a sand. You see, the storms of life will come and the wind and the storms will blow against it and great will be the collapse. But if you put your faith in Jesus and you live according to his word, even in times like that, the storms will come. The storms don't know whether you are a Christian or you are not a Christian. Coronavirus and whatever it is, financial crisis, whatever it is, there are storms that all of us will face. But the difference between the believer and the unbeliever, that after the storm, the believer will still stand sure on Jesus Christ. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I want to pray with you. I want you to pray with me because, you know, after God has raised such a foundation, he now said, Apostle Peter, uh, Paul said in Second uh, Timothy chapter 4, verse 19, he said, the foundation of God stands sure and there's a seal. Let anyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Anyone that calls himself a Christian, anyone who has put Jesus as a sure foundation, you must depart from sin. You must depart from iniquity. This is the time for any Christian to run away from iniquity, to run away from sin and every unrighteousness, to be holy, waiting for the Lord, blameless, without spot and wrinkle, 
so that if anything should happen, if the tempest should sound, if anything should happen, you are called home to rest, you will not be found ashamed that you go and meet the Lord, you go and sit in Abraham's bosom and sleep, and you will be on the other side, and you will be rejoicing that your labor was not in vain. You will not miss your crown. I want us to pray, wherever you are, just bow your head and commit this word of God to heart, that Jesus is God's solid foundation for our world. Jesus is the foundation for our future, is the foundation for your life, the foundation for your career, for your marriage, and if you put your trust in him, you will never be put to shame. But anyone that names the name of Christ, let him depart from iniquity. Father, we thank you for your word this moment. We are grateful for this fellowship. Father, as you have sent your word, we ask, O oh God, that our faith will be lightened up. That our faith, O oh God, will be strengthened. That in times like this, we will run to you and draw closer and put our faith totally in Jesus Christ as God's sure foundation, as the name that is above every other name. That as we put our trust in him, we will never perish. We will never be put to shame. We will never be confounded. Thank you, Father, because you are faithful. For in Jesus' name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Amen. God bless you.